It's the end of the world. Your life flashes before you. What do you see? What do I see? Yeah. Gosh, that light. <laughs> Hi. Hello, I'm Katerina, and you've just joined Creators Abroad's podcast. It's not quite the end of the world yet. Just the end of 2021. And for the first time ever, I'm doing a kind of a New Year's episode with one of my previous guests, Simon Shaw, who you just heard speaking. The light Simon was referring to is actually a video light because this conversation was filmed. And if you want to indulge in symbolism, the light maybe represents our careers in photography and videography. When I interviewed Simon the first time around for Regeneration Studio, he was a self-employed music promoter and musician who increasingly dabbled in photography. And it's going to be one of our main discussions is how to grow a visual arts-based career. Simon now works full-time for the Art Centre in Stockton while using his skills as a photographer and videographer to help with his job while being able to take on additional opportunities outside of marketing. And for those of you who don't know, I work full-time as a videographer and podcast producer while also working part-time in hospitality. And this is a special episode about the most important lessons we learned starting and growing our respective creative careers in 2021. Now, this was the year Creators Abroad was born. It grew from another podcast, as some of you might remember, Regeneration Studio. And this year, we're really going to hit the ground running with a focused approach to podcasting by doing high quality seasonal releases instead of the monthly ones. Then a quick announcement. After this episode, I will be taking a short break, getting all of the audio and video content ready for Creators Abroad season one. If you would like to stay up to date with what's happening in the studio, other projects I'm working on, video content, and when the podcast will restart, you can follow me on Instagram at creators.abroad. Right, 21 lessons learned in 2021. Welcome to the show, Simon. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Sorry, God. I spoke so much, you couldn't get a word in there. <laughs> right. What are you doing at the moment? Like, what changed? Yeah, so I went from 12 years self-employed promoter, you know, doing bits and bobs and whatnot to uh, working full time uh, again. Um, and that, that was probably the biggest change. So now I'm a, a marketing person. I sit in an office for the most part. And then I do my creative things within that job, which isn't, it's like kind of like 70, 30 work and 30% creative. But it's for the Ark. The Ark, yeah, in Stockton, which is a, a charity venue, theatre, studios, artists, residencies, cinema. I didn't know they had. Yeah. They've got a sauna uh, downstairs. That, yeah, like I didn't know just, that. I, I need yeah. to be spending more time there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's an amazing venue, amazing space. There's so much going on, and that's what drew me to it originally. Was I've always worked. Like essentially two doors down from the venue that I worked at for years. Yeah. So like for it to to move two doors down felt weird because you you know you're going from working primarily with somebody to working now with like um more like remote teams and mm. different different kinds of artists and whatnot. There's a lot a lot more like I don't know just it it like I the thing that drew me to it was just that they've got a lot going on and I kind of feel like. Like I've got a place there to help 
Yeah, so just a bit of context. So way, way back, like when I started writing about music, uh, I also started writing about theatre and this was all at the Arc. It was at a time when I never believed I could actually do any of these things like write and well, in this um, now these days, uh, make videos or, you know, make podcasts. I just thought that was like, it's just impossible. It's just some people who get to do it. And that's one thing that I definitely did learn is you just need to know, you just need to have that courage to actually take those steps. So we're going to start with our lessons. I'm really excited about this. Are you ready to oh, share? Yeah. Okay, who is, who's going to go first? I've got a great decided. segue, if that's all right, huh? with it. Um, yep. So uh, one of my f- things I learned this year was um, settling into um, a new job, a new role, uh, takes time. Uh, and I'm told it can take up to six months for like the average person to move from job to job. So I think I was like two or three months into the job and I was still feeling like everything was brand new and I was still having to ask people like for things that I'd done like once or twice, like, oh, can you remind me a third time and stuff? And then somebody just said to me, like, don't worry, like it does take like a long time to get started. And I was so used to just being like, just because I was self-employed, you just had to do it and you had to, and if there wasn't really a lot of people checking your work, so like with this, it was like people checking your work. So it's just settling in. Yeah. So I, it's kind of strange because I have my f- first thing that I thought of, maybe not thought of, but like structured um, is don't be afraid of change because I went through a change as well in the sense that, so I started Regeneration Studio, which is what the my podcast was called before Creators Abroad. And I see Creators Abroad as actually a new podcast that started in 2021 because... I mean, when I started podcasting, it was in like right at the beginning of the pandemic and everything changed since then. So it's also about like discovering yourself. Um, you probably found in changing your jobs that there is a bit of self-discovery in the process. Like you don't always know exactly what you want in life and you should be open to say, okay, well, maybe this is not for me anymore and I need to try something new. Yeah, sure. I, f- I found that I um like I'm so into people like and it seems daft, but like hearing people talk about their their creativeness, you know, and whatever that is, um, just gets me excited and gets me like fired up to do things. And I just I think seeing the passion that people have for just things like I could hear somebody talk about how they've you know, worked out the best route to go to the shops in the morning or something as a walk and stuff. But like, it's everything like, and just seeing somebody like just be that into little things like that seems pretty mundane, like maybe to talk about, but, um, just that itself. And I, I think the, they have that many artists go through that venue that that makes me go like, like every single person, I'm just like, why are you here? Like, why are you here? Like right now, like this, this is, you're here for something and you've got like you've done a lot already just to get here just even in travel so like what what is it that is you know your reason and stuff and just that there can just start a conversation that can like last sort of hours yeah i mean that's got the same with like podcasting and even when you mention like the small things people are really passionate about that's where youtube and all of those things are really great because that's what you need to find is those very specific areas that people are interested in and then show your passion and knowledge about that. 
Okay, second thing. Yeah. Am I going to go? Yeah, I think that's fair. Is it one yeah. each? Yeah, okay. We go 1-1. One, one. So my second thing is, ha, I love this one because it's so contrary to what anybody's going to expect. Don't listen to all the advice that you get. People are going to want to give you so much advice, especially when they see you as just starting out. But it's not always right. It's not always right for you. It might be right or would have been right for them at that stage, but you do need to look inwards and do research. Don't just follow people's advice because you think they know more. Uh, I feel like there's a little, little tiny story about how you took some bad advice. Yes. I mean, I can't go into too much detail. Because <laughs> <laughs> of legal, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, that I actually forgot to mention the story. So um, I think it's awesome. I've surrounded myself with a lot of people who know about different fields, but values are different. So sometimes, uh, well, the story behind it is basically... If you're very focused on money and that's all you care about, you're going to make certain decisions about your business um, and you're going to turn certain people away. Now, if money is not everything that drives you, then you don't necessarily have to listen to every, to the people whose main driving factor is making money because they're going to advise you in a certain way, but that's not necessarily your values. And if you follow their advice and just their advice and you don't look inward you are going to lose certain clients or uh, guests on the podcast or things because it's just two worlds apart the money driven crazy world and the more yes okay we need money to survive but let's also just make stuff for the sake of making stuff it's probably the hardest balance ever yeah. and it's probably the hardest thing to realize as well that like the there's so many creatives and so many businesses out there that like sort of use creatives that it's just a monetary thing like yeah. the, it, there's no uh creativeness about it you know essentially you know like you could take pictures of sofas for your day job and stuff you know like there's so many um creative roles that aren't creative essentially um and money's just the hardest thing it's just the hardest thing to get around with that whole industry it's yeah. music i was in for a very long time i still am but <laughs> less so with grassroots grassroots music and we've got so many issues with their like value in support bands and stuff has just never changed it's always been yeah. the same fee for 20 odd years and yeah who's yeah. gonna make that change not the businesses i mean i think the tricky thing is there's the argument to make changes where people aren't getting enough money but there's also the argument for people who they structure everything and they develop everything just to make money, just for people to pay. Um, and I don't always think that. I think for me personally, I would lose a lot of the passion of the job if I were to go out and say, okay, what can I mass produce in terms of videos, say videos, because mm. you're also, you make videos too. Yeah, yeah. And just mass produce it just so that I can get in a lot of money. I would lose the passion for making videos if I did that. Um, I want a project. I want something to work on. I want something. I want to feel the passion from the other person. Second For lesson. Sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, what was I, your second one? Making mistakes is part of the process. <laughs> and it's it, it's paramount for like one particular project I had when uh, I first started at ARC. And um, I essentially spent a lot of time and a little bit of money on mm -hmm. a uh, 
on a video project that um, as soon as I started editing it, I realized it wasn't going to be what I originally envisioned it to be. And I was quite frustrated with it. And it took me a little bit longer to edit because of the fact I was really uh, struggling to find something in the video that like made me go. And I didn't shoot that video. And, and it was one of the first projects I'd just had people shoot for me. And like, but like decanting from it, I spoke to my manager and was like, hey, my, like, I'm just gonna be honest, I didn't like it. And when I put it out, it did well. And the, you know, people are happy, I'm not. And I'm like, I know it had so much more potential. But then my boss is like, look, like, like, just think about it. Like we, it's your first time working with a team like with other people, you haven't just gung ho it yourself and tried to hold everything and do everything. You, you've got you've got a mint video there that's really nice for the community and stuff. You've got, you know, and then just like basically broke it down. I don't want to keep going on all the stuff I learned, but like yeah. I learned so much from it and it was like uh, sitting back and just going, well, yeah. And like the value I tried to balance was money, like, you know, money in, I need to sell tickets out mm. but then the original purpose of the video actually had nothing to do with money so it was like it just cost money to do so it was really trying to balance that but i think working in a company where like the aims isn't monetary to charity so like yeah. you can there is an element to it obviously as there is with all the things but like the yeah. fact that it's there is just a a thing and you know like nobody was down or bad you know like i'm used to like man, if you don't have a gig that sells, like people will let you know. But like, yeah. if you've got like uh, a thing that just didn't work in a, you know, in an art center for some reason, it's, it made me feel good. It made me feel more secure in the next project because I can do an awful lot of learning <laughs> if it goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's such a big thing. I've made loads of mistakes. Um, I'm not, I'd never go into all the details of every single mistake, but I'm not afraid to say, okay, I've made some mistakes. I've learned from them because you, you need to, be comfortable to do that otherwise you won't progress and you'll always be too scared to do certain things and you don't want to get there but i think we've really touched on the topic and we'll go to three soon even if we have to rush the last couple because we've got 20 that's a lot just because i think it's such an important thing and even if we don't get through all of our lessons the money question so to put it in perspective so as a creative you can choose to do creative work that inspires you and just that and that might mean that not everybody gets it. You won't always get paid for it. Um, you, the amount of clients that you'll attract might be less, or you can look for a gap in the market, identify it. And then that's all you do. And you get a team of people around you. You do all of the calculations and eventually that's how you make more money than the other creative I mentioned, like person A, person B. So that's the money issues that we're actually referring to. Um, if anyone's wondering why are we like I mean, it's we're Christmas. talking, we're we're talking talk about it's a it, week before not. Christmas, so like <laughs> yeah. we're talking about it because money is like yeah, and you have to make thing. that decision. I mean, you had to go through some of those decisions where you decide, okay, well, are you just going to do the thing that doesn't really inspire you that much, but you're going to yeah. try and just do it for people because they're going to pay you, or are you going to do? How are you going to balance it out? Because I think most of the time you have to do both. You can't just do the one or the other yeah. unless you've got a very you inherited a lot of money from someone else. <laughs> I make less money now working full time than I did being self-employed, but I chose the security of not ever having anybody whinge about money to me. Yeah. Over. And that was like, essentially I've, I've taken a less pay packet, but my stress in life is 
so much better and it wasn't like particular personal individuals and stuff mm-hmm. like that definitely isn't it it's just a natural thing of being self-employed that like you talk about money a lot like where yeah. you get a, a job and I'm thankful that I, I got a job and already explained beforehand about my creative uh, things that I do um, within music and video and photography and stuff and it's like well let's let's use those assets mm. and then it's just finding the balance of how that fits into a salary job you know and I think that's like maybe another route as well for creatives it's like looking at roles and being like is there a way that I can be an asset to my company without devaluing somebody else's role because it's you know web designers out there now who have to do graphic design you've got graphic designers now that have to be motion artists you've got photographers now that have to do video you know like there's a lot of multi-roles that are coming through but it's quite interesting to see like if you can do especially with smaller companies those little things you're not taking somebody else's work you're just being an asset like and you can then get creative fulfillment from it as well yeah, I mean, there are loads of things that we can delve into in what you've just said, but I think let's move on to number three. I think it's your turn. I see. <laughs> uh, after number three, it's you. Ah, yeah. So this is kind of linked in to what we've just said about advice and all of that. It's trust your instinct. If you're in doubt about which advice to follow and which not, this can be down to just basic stuff like what gear to buy because everybody has to buy something at some stage um and you're going to be like okay i just don't know because there are just loads of options for everything if it's that or if it's something a bit more morally driven like exactly your business model if you if you are self-employed or whatever trust your instinct just go with what feels right you don't want to get involved in projects or people that make you feel icky because you're going to run into some trouble at some point if it doesn't feel right trust yourself it doesn't feel right for a reason. That's what I learned this year. Yeah, a lot of people don't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you referring to me? <laughs> Should I leave? <laughs> no, people have purpose, so yeah, don't they? Like, yeah. you can, I think people just need to be more clear about things. Like, if somebody says to me, we want to do this for this reason, and it's this amount of money, and everything's clear and laid out, the hours and everything and the work, like cool but if they're not willing to talk about certain things that always makes me think like Mm -hmm. what is this for um you know i've had projects in the past where like something's been shot and then someone's like asked for use of certain bits of footage and i've kind of like thought like well why is that and Mm -hmm. sometimes i'm thinking ah i don't think that's the greatest need or want from them especially Mm -hmm. like um you know it's very icky because like obviously with music there's a lot it's probably the most devalued art form out there maybe like I, th- I think there's some others but like it, it's fairly it's fairly barren when you get down at the bottom of people just being in vans sofa surfing and playing gigs mm-hmm. for 30 quid it's like it's not it's not a lot you're gonna have a lot of passion especially <laughs> if you're a band and you have yeah. to divide all the 30 quid of it but yeah that's what i thought um it's just it's gonna be hard because you're gonna feel like okay maybe i'm not right but if you die deep down, you just don't feel like you vibe with a person or a group of people or it's just like a project, you don't want to actually do the project. It's going to end badly. So if you're already in it, get out quickly. As or quickly overcharge, as you can. overcharge. Yeah, or over, overcharge if it's a project you don't want to do. You can okay. fake uh, enjoyment if it's if it's a good fee. <laughs> right. What's yours? Um, I've got a nice quick one. The creative process is messy and it's never more apparent than every single year that I am alive. (laughs) I, uh, I've just not figured it out. I've just not figured it out. And it's just, 
I've, I've tried everything. I, I've moved my house around so many times. I'm, I'm even thinking about putting my working desk quotations in my living room, <laughs> like, which might throw up questions. But part of me is like, just having it there and accessible might make me use it. And it's the same with like music, having my bass ready to play whenever I want to pick up and play it would be great. Definitely. It's a nice it's, quick one. It's yeah. one that we can just agree yeah. on, isn't it? I'm just going to say <laughs> I agree. Um, I work everywhere because I'm constantly just like the ideas just keep going through your head, doesn't don't they? So um, my next one, find people who align with your values. And this is probably easier said than done. And I think this is also quite a quick one. It's as it's just as it is. Um, if you're going to get involved with people who don't align with what you think and feel, you're going to run into that icky business I spoke about just now. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that. No, we just touched on it, didn't we? Like yeah. it just, it, it vibes are great. Like getting mm -hmm. that, you can know from talking to people and seeing if they're wasting your time as well. Yeah. I, I do have like one further on that I've got on my list that I uh, might talk about okay. that has that. They, that I've uh, ideas are great, but doing something about them. So I, I speak to a lot of people who have ideas and you sit in a lot of meetings where people have ideas and you're like, great. And then seeing those things just not happen for weeks on end or months on end. And then, or then maybe seeing things just not happen is quite disheartening for me myself sometimes because I'm thinking these are great ideas. We should just do them. And like I get the aspect of just not doing something because you don't want to do something and it's, you know, you want to think a bit more and not just have the car idea and just run with it. But um, having, I've got projects where like it's, it's been whittled down to like, sort of now just, just do the thing, do the thing, do this marketing thing. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's no like creativeness to it anymore. And it's like, that's fine. But I can also just be like, I'd rather in a meeting five meetings ago, somebody just went, Great ideas. I don't think it's going to happen though. Yeah. I mean, a lot of time gets wasted and some of your energy in developing ideas when people say, how about we do this? And then you start thinking about it, start developing it. And then it just a couple of weeks or so down the line. And we had a kind of a experience of this ourselves. So all that time spent could have been used differently. So uh, yeah, that's a excellent point because it's so easy to talk and this is my thing i'm a little bit on the other x spectrum i don't know if i have it on my list but i'm a bit more like i act too quickly sometimes i just don't think things through so i would just start a podcast and then i'd be like oh crap this is not the podcast <laughs> yeah. i want to be doing i need to change it now so i'm a little bit too much action orientated and sometimes because i just want to be doing things i want results i want to see things yeah so that's very much me um but sometimes that can be bad as well because you're like, oh shit, I now have this thing that I need to change. So I'm the same, but somebody else tells me I'm not yeah. allowed to do it. And I'm like, oh, I was just, yeah. I was willing to do that. And I kind of feel like I understand like marketing enough from working in for so long that like certain things I can just see more value in yeah. long term and just seeing like things that would save stuff. And then like I'm thinking sometimes like this is actually a really good thing. The only negative is that it would pull me away from doing something that is just very salesy and I don't think there is a great value in it, yeah. but don't mean that makes those decisions anymore. So <laughs> that, that's a, it's, yeah. it's also a blessing because, you know, it's just work. You've got to do it. Yeah. I have to mention the one thing and I'll probably just 
tick off one of my things because uh, I've, I've kind of lost track with where yeah. I'm at with my one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, but the action thing comes down to sometimes when you're self-employed, you feel like you constantly have to be busy to be achieving something, mm. which is the wrong. You need to find that balance between what you said, having an idea, reflecting on it, being very clear on what's the return you're going to get and then deciding to carry on with it and not be surprised if say it doesn't work but if it doesn't work change and just acting the whole time which i've learned not to do so much <laughs> i'm really liking how like our lists are starting to like intertwine a little bit because yeah. i've got um try not to overwork and it's very specifically um about trying to work around my daughter's sleeping patterns and she sleeps really well thankfully um but I sometimes plan to do things uh, when she's gone to bed and it, there's maybe an hour and a half of my time to clean the house, get things sorted, get ready, prep for the next day, next morning, you know, make sure the morning routine is solid because we've got things to do and places to be, got to get to school. And um, just sometimes saying to people, I'll do that tonight. And then when it gets to that night, I just can't do it. I just know... One, it's I'm two doors away from her while she's sleeping, but it's it's just a never ending loop of no, I'll just do it the next night, I'll do it the next night, and just and it makes me overwork because I'm burning that candle so early in the morning mm. and then so late at night, and yeah, it's just a yeah, it's overworking, isn't it? It's a paramount thing. I've got other days. It's such a big thing because especially like I just think creatives full stop, but entrepreneurs, people who are self-employed, you're going to just be tempted to overwork. So I'm gonna go right to one of my last things. Oh my goodness, this my scene one, scene two is all messed up now. Um, <laughs> which is linked to overwork is people. Like one of the lessons I've learned because I've overworked a lot over the last two years and maybe just the last year particularly, is probably the time you're going to be happiest is going to be when you spend time with the people who make you feel good. And those, those are going to be the times that you want to take pictures of and you just want to remember you don't take pictures of and you just want to be in the moment. And those are the most important times. So if you're overworking the whole time and you don't get to spend time with people that you care about, that's something to think about. And I mean, I'm not saying this as like, a, oh yes, all you people who overwork, it's me. Because it's something I am so, so guilty of. I will constantly overwork and forget to spend time with people. That's last on my list. But now I just made it wherever we are now. I've lost track. Yeah, we're flying through them though. Yeah. Do you want a, do you want a fluffy one? Oh, yeah. I've got a good one as well. But yeah, that. I've learned okay. one that, that you will love because this is your thing. But I found that like I actually really, really enjoy podcasts as a way to um, not necessarily learn, but get the energy to process learning if that makes sense like mm. i can process things a lot better while and it's the the fact that i can do a long drive like i did over the weekend and just put something on that's interesting and just listen to people talk about the things i enjoy and i know there's other things like youtube and you know like other websites stuff social media if your circle's great um but it, it's just something that i've realized like most of this year and last is like just something that I just really enjoy. Like it's just something that is just now a part. I don't think now mm, I, I might put a podcast on like while I'm out running. I was about I'll put a podcast on and actually try and put some time in it, like finding one that I want to actually like listen to. Mostly photography stuff. Yeah, that's a great lesson. I mean, I've got 
nothing to add to that except yeah that's that's why i love podcasts that's why i started podcasts um i've got a a nice one that we could probably talk a lot about but use what you've got until you can go no further and i'm referring you to equipment yeah Yeah. i'm the worst for that because i'll buy (laughs) stuff I was, I'm the worst for the opposite. So yeah. to give you a case in point, I have had I had an iPhone six before, up until now, until it broke. I've just used everything. Like I never go for the most expensive thing when I just get started on a craft, because I think you need to start with something lower down and work it to the, like to the ground, like just like exploit every single possible feature you can discover of it before you decide to go one step higher but you might have different idea no i actually totally agree i just don't do it so Uh, (laughs) i'm I'm a frugal person i'm like do i really need this with music i've done it so i can talk about in that sense i I always had dead cheap bases that i used to fling around and just you know they, they weren't great in the studio they definitely came fell undone in the studio um, you would hear stuff and be like, what's that? And you'd be like, that's my bass. It makes that noise. And they're like, yeah. right, great. That's an extra two to quit on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ended up buying a, uh, just a, a standard Fender uh, studio bass. And they, the person who inspired me to do it was somebody who was also uh, teaching at BCT, which is children's charity and they do music lessons. And I was there with the, that person. And it was like, Simon, whatever you do when you're buying a bass, don't buy like a dead cheap one. Just buy one that's standard and yeah. good and never buy a new another one. Cause I must have bought like a cheap bass once a year. Yeah. It's like, and I've had this one that I've had now for maybe seven or eight years, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's paid for itself. It's still just as good as it was. It's been thrown around a lot. It's been in the van a lot. And it one of the things throughout COVID, I thought, I'll change the strings. I'll give it a clean. That's one of those, you know, like free time things. Yeah. And I realized it doesn't matter how much free time I have. I'm never changing those strings until they break. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, I think what I meant also with uh, use what you've got until you can go no further is obviously if you're going to go for the cheapest thing, um, you're probably not going to be able to use it that much because it's going to break or something's going to go wrong. Yeah, Amazon's <laughs> so, choice. Whatever comes up as Amazon's yeah. choice probably isn't the one for you. But Sorry. Like, that, that's sometimes like me, ooh, look at this. You can get two for yeah. the same price as one. Um, yeah, do you want to go next? Um, yeah, I've got a nice easy one. It's saying, again, it's quite fluffy, but just make time to try. It seems uh, I'll say yes to things sometimes now more than ever just to try stuff just to go I sometimes try too much like uh, like I found if I go to a gig now and I want to shoot it I have an option of making a video or taking photos photos is a bit safer for me so I'll sometimes do a few photos get the safe stuff out of the way and then try and do video but then when I'm doing video I've maybe could have spent a bit more time prepping to shoot mm-hmm. video you know so it's just a it's a thing that I want to get better at why and I just try in that especially if I'm at something where I'm just there for myself anyway like why am I doing the safe thing because I want to give somebody else value without I'm not giving myself anything like so it's it's basically just making that time just to be like no this is my time I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to try to and then no, definitely. So, I mean, I, it goes to say as well, if you're going out on, on a hike or something like that, 
just take something with you take a camera with you even if it's just your phone just take a couple of photos just something that you takes you out of your comfort zone sometimes well photos isn't maybe the best example here but for you like the video at gigs or i'm i'm just constantly like whatever comes my way sometimes it might not be exactly what i do but i'll just be like yep i'll give it a go um it does take a bit of bravery though i think it's indicative of tutorials on youtube how many of them do you watch and never do the thing that you're learning about mm. so it's like now I try if I if I do watch something I'll go I'll try and make an image like that you know I'm quite into at the moment like like people like I said and taking photos of people and I'm like how what, what is retouching what is like so but it's not no point me just watching tutorials of it I'm gonna have to do it and it's gonna suck you know like those images aren't gonna be great but it's like what is it I know people do it because I follow my friends who do it and i know they do it because i can look at the images and be like they're so good like mm. they're so good and like i want to get there eventually and it's just like if i'm going to watch something i should try it like do it yeah. i'm not going to learn i might just watching it over and over yeah i suppose one thing that i i could have mentioned i just went blank was uh for me it's like special effects it's like creating like cgi type things so that's my thing snapchat that i'm I'm like i'm like okay well i've never really done this much i can do the video all of that fine but let's try the special effects thing let's just see if it works um i've got a few like maybe one that's really important and maybe you'll agree maybe you've got it on your list and that's network but it's something again unexpected about network so your network's great but what I learned this year, and this is especially with me kind of going out and finding out um, from people I already did some like little things like podcasts and blogs for um, if they wanted to actually have their own podcast show. Because I, I obviously I like what these people do. I want to create a podcast for them. Yeah. But it's not always about the people you know. Sometimes you really do have to start getting to know new people, having a new network. Because what happens is if you just go to the people you already know and perhaps you've done some work for them already, is that you get stuck in that comfort cycle of, I know them, I can just talk to them, instead of going out of your way to someone you don't know and taking that risk of saying, well, this is me. And then obviously the risk is getting rejected. So try, always expand your network, never just be satisfied with what you've got. Yeah, a, a network you trust as well. Like you can, if you're quite emotionally intelligent in the sense of talking to people and understanding them, you can get what people are, are sort of doing and saying by what they're saying sometimes. And everyone's, I, I find that especially face-to-face stuff is always, always has value at the end of it because you you can tell a lot more from somebody. Um, I don't mind the stuff that's like online. Sometimes you've got seminars and whatnot, but they can feel a bit like, they feel a bit scripted, you know. <laughs> this is not script, by the way. This is just because we need to remember the points. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Like it is also be like it comes down to everything we've actually been saying is, yes, expand your network, but you'll also know who is the right network because you can. There are so many different people in the world. Don't trust everyone. Yeah, it's, it's hard for introverts as well, like because it's such an unnatural thing to talk to somebody, but um just just the way i think about it is if i don't say something then somebody you know like i'll say anything to anyone generally which probably doesn't make me an introvert but in my head (laughs) i'm thinking i'm so shy i don't want to talk to this person yeah but i just think if they're feeling the same thing i need to say something 
because I just needed. And the worst thing that people can mostly do is just look at you and not say a thing and look past you. And that just feels awful. But like that yeah. never happens. <laughs> well, I think maybe uh, on the last couple of things, because um, I've just noticed that I've got one that matched with something you said. So I'm just quickly going to oh, mention okay. it. And then I've got two more left before we decide on the final lesson, like the ultimate lesson of 2021. So something you said about, you can correct me, but I've got here master, master, master. Mm. Um, you've never reached the pinnacle of what you're capable of. So in other words, never think you're as good as you can get in something. And that comes down to your try new things. Yeah, you, like, there's always room to learn, yeah. isn't there? Even yeah. photography, like I feel it's safe at gigs, taking photos, but I know I'm, I know there's loads of room to improve. Like I feel safe in the fact that somebody else gets it and goes, oh, mint. I, I know my own fulfillment is a certain quality each time that I go out and do something. And I'll sit with like people that don't do what I do creatively and they'll be like, no, that's great. That's great. That's great. And I'm like, no, what I want is over my, my peers, you know, like the people who inspire me um, to see the work and be like, that's really good, Simon. And, you know, like that's a really can feel shallow, but I definitely feel like one of mine is definitely have uh, people who in your field or people who understand that field um, as people you can go to for like, and I'll say harsh criticism. I'll ask my, like, I'll say friends because they are for harsh critique of stuff I do. And I want them to be like, that's, that's not good. That's, you know, and I'll learn from that. And I, I prefer that than somebody going, oh yeah, that's really good. And there's a few glaring errors with it or something. And they just never tell me because I'll never yeah. improve. No, it's exactly the same. Like, yes, it's hard to take critique, but I always go to someone or I'm always open to get feedback on what I do because there's always room to improve. So never, never stop. Never be scared of feedback. Yeah. So I think we're pretty much at eight each. So we're just going to wrap it up and then, uh, yeah, decide on the final lesson. So one that I haven't mentioned yet, there are two. The one is like super quick. I'm going to leave that for last. Ooh. But the other one was, this is a tricky one. And um, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I think it's worth an entire episode. But if the circumstances are right it's okay i think it's okay to do a bit of free work if the circumstances are right don't always feel like you have to be charging and if you're not charging it's not worth your time because it's not true sometimes doing some work can introduce you to a new to new people and get you into an industry that you perhaps not known for in yet i think that makes sense yeah, I think there's a, an element to, uh, especially starting out, where you feel like if you're not charging, you're taking somebody else's work away from them. But yeah. th there is there is times where that is apparent. But like for the most part, like people have always done free work in the creative world. Mm -hmm. Like you know, people like I'll do stuff for free all the time that I won't even think about. I'll take pictures of my friends and stuff, you know, like yeah. and they'll use them on all their stuff, or some of them might use it for work, you know, mm -hmm. like on their headshot for LinkedIn or something. I don't go like, oh, actually. Like if I see if I take a picture at a gig and see the artist is used it as their Spotify profile, I don't go, oh, technically working for free there. Like, mm. you, but I just go, well, what's what's the value in that photo for me? Like, 
but it's not a, it's not i didn't like the shot anyway so why it's <laughs> it getting used yeah. it's just like well that's nice that's a nice thing that's essentially sometimes why you're there it's just to create value for other people it's not there for necessarily yourself all the time uh the creative world is messy though so like it's there's times when yeah you know if a corporate business comes up to you and asks you to do something you're not getting your foot in the door by charging nothing you're you're devaluing yourself yeah so there there are circumstances where um like you shouldn't feel bad if it turns out that you're not getting that much for it or if you're doing something for free um obviously this is don't do it all the time and don't feel like that's how it works because that harms the industry that's like the opposite but very easy rule for me is if somebody else is making money you should be making money and if you're not making money and they're not making money i don't see a problem yeah it's a big thing is so if they're going to make something and they're going to sell it and they ask you to do it for free then maybe no yeah (laughs) because they're going to make money out of it but if it's a different case um you if it's just like because it's someone you admire and you really just want to do something small for them that's fine i mean if it if if it's something you want to do and don't do free work that you don't want to do (laughs) small scale for me if an artist uses a picture of mine to promote a gig they're essentially making money from that but it doesn't matter it doesn't even bother me if they don't credit me and stuff there would be nice but them crediting that image every time it's used i'm just happy it's getting used and getting some value and you know and i'm not like that hard on it and it does it does impact the fact that i do work full time so that is something to be clear about it's not my profession anymore um that i just go well there was never any value in that photo anyway you know or sometimes i've been paid to shoot that gig so Mm. like it's it's a thing like that anyway but yeah yeah it is a tricky one so there are very fine lines because i do it as a profession so obviously i don't want to be saying okay yeah you do this for free because you can't you just can't but there are going to be times when it's okay (laughs) if Uh, it's for a charity you're worried about that thing coming back aren't you where somebody goes oh actually i don't think it's right in this circumstance it's like not on about that it's just it's a generalization for a a reason you can't really go on speak to somebody else if you think like you should be charging or not like speak to somebody else who also works you trust like with that yeah uh next one for you uh very quickly we talked about it earlier but like uh just uh try to fit some creativity into your work and um work's a big part of our lives um it takes up like when i think about my week it takes up a lot of it um and i just try and think of ways that i can get creative either at work or before work during work after work mm-hmm. and the big thing that i've done this year is literally um i start work at eight so I'll go down at half six, seven o'clock to Stockton and I'll walk around the high street and just take some photos. And it's yeah. stuffed. It's not like the most creative thing in the world. Like, but it's just something I can go down the river. It's a lovely place. Like I could even shoot the venue I work at when it, the sun rises. And I know that there's a thing, you know, that would be an asset mm-hmm. like to work and stuff, but just catching moments and stuff as well. It's like being out there and doing something creative forces me to do that daily as well so at least five days a week if i'm in the office i am doing something creative so it's just something procedurally yeah definitely like find those moments to do the things that aren't just like work related or client related and do them um maybe it's just for yourself it's probably why you did it originally yeah and i just wanted to add something that i forgot on the free work thing um it's not always 
never do it like entirely for free where you get nothing in return always make sure that if you do something and you mentioned it mm. have them mention you um have them do a testimonial or something in return so for even sure, if it's yeah. not just money my last one is super quick but it's probably one of the most important things because i would not be sitting here or have gotten where i've gotten and i'm not saying i've gotten like very very far it's journey but every step of the way you're gonna have to just learn to be patient and just just don't give up because <laughs> if you give up it's all done it, there's no more journey to be had yeah i mean you can you can drop off and pick it back up later yeah. but yeah if you if you're dropping off and not thinking long term with it and you're just gonna finish it for now then it's a really sad place to be i do get it though in some circumstances um because it is it's a lifestyle thing isn't it mm. kind of harks on mine if you want to segue into it mm. i've said like think more long term with the creative practice yeah. and it it's basically about um like if you're going to pick up a camera and shoot photos which is what i do like mm. i originally picked it up and went like what am i like what am i going to do what do i want to do you know and i've got to evaluate it and then learn and do all these things but like trying to get that to the point where i'm a you know professional photographer and yeah it's time's a lot of work and you know i think it's doable and very achievable with the information that's out online but really what do i want this thing to be in my life long term mm. and you know, it's a it's a documentary camera for my daughter um, and her life and my own. And it's also documenting my friends. Um, like I, I love the aesthetic of like document your life, you know, kind of thing. It's it's there. So it, it's it's a creative tool. Yes. But it's also my it's it's an extension of me as well. It's like music is for me. It's like such an ingrained thing that I've got to be in bands playing music with my friends and stuff that it's just part of my life and it, it feels really natural for that to be there and I would miss it if it wasn't there so it's like just evaluating it and like thinking it, it, I think it's everything I don't think it's a creative thing I think you go to the gym and the first thing they try and do is sign you up for a year and I think it's scummy but like I think people should think about that though and go like well actually do I want to be if I'm going to start working out I'm going to start exercising eating well how long I'm going to do this for? Because really you should be thinking long-term with everything like that, because that's, it's one, it's easier because you don't have to crash. Like, let's say you talk about diet, you don't have to crash or anything to mm -hmm. make things. You can make it achievable because you've got 30 years, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's probably one of the most important things for why certain people do become successful and others don't is because some people see the long, they play the long game instead of just wanting everything to happen tomorrow within a month within a year because those are very those are actually short-term within the wider lifespan shorter-term goals and rather set yourself something that's realistic and achievable within that span of time and then the actual end game of saying becoming a professional photographer or videographer or making it on youtube is something that you you know is going to take time and being happy with the process and enjoying the process instead of being hung up on why isn't it happening why isn't it going quicker why am i not uh, x y and z yeah yet? i follow a photographer who um on instagram always gets comments saying like because he basically has his instagram his scrapbook and he's called sean tucker and he's amazing but like he always has to come back to people who says like why is this got so many likes and stuff and he's like well because i have a youtube and because i'm you know yeah. known in the business my photos will naturally get seen by more people who just like my work 
your photos could be better than mine. Arguably, some are, you know, in some cases. Mm. They don't get as much likes because you just, it's, you know, you're just not there. And I think it's that constant, keeping something constant in your life. Like, you will get noticed. It, it's going to happen. Like, again, what are you wanting from that notability, notoriety, is it? Um, yeah. Where, like, it, I, I don't, I care about what my friends think and people I know and... I really like it when people come up to me who don't know me and introduce themselves like from social media and stuff. And they'll talk to me about my life as well that is online and stuff. And they'll talk about that and I'll, I'll want to learn about them. And I like that because I make friendships that way and whatnot. But it's, it's, are you comfortable with that though? Like, like how much of this creative stuff do, do you need? Like, do you want to post a banger on Instagram and get 200,000 likes? Or would you like to go somewhere where your friend says, do you know what? You're getting really good at that photography thing. Mm. Like, I like that. Like, I like the 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 one, the single individual interactions we have. So I generally now on Inst- uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I'll try not to just like things. I'll always try and comment. And mm. sometimes I'm just saying this is class. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. I quite like that one as the last one for myself, by the way. Don't yeah, know how what I did you- that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh Oh, scene three. What is the ultimate lesson of 2021? One, two words. Uh, keep going. Yeah, I like it. Never give up. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can check out Simon's work at Simon Shaw Base on Instagram and pretty much every other social media platform. And I'd like to wish everyone a happy new year. All the best for 2022. And remember, if you want to make it as a creative, it's not about luck. It's simply hard work, courage, patience, and the ability to see, take, and make opportunities for yourself. You know what I'd like to say? Make it happen. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a couple of seconds to leave me a review and rating on Apple or Spotify. And then just once again, a reminder that I'll be taking a short break after this, but I'd love for you to stay in touch via Instagram, or you can head to my website, creatorsabroad.com for more information. Join me next time for more narrative journeys of creators abroad.